welcome to Live Learn Lead. Whether you are a new leader, aspiring to be one, or simply want to master leading your own life, this podcast is for you. Leadership starts from within, and we believe that the first step to leading in any walk of life is to lead yourself. Designed specifically to educate and motivate the leader within you, we have honest and inspiring stories of what success really looks like. Interviews with leadership experts from around the world, and personal insights from me, your host, Natalie Lockyer. Our mission is to make sure we all learn how to live our best lives and lead others so that they can do the same. Hello and welcome back to Live, Learn, Lead. We are on episode two today and we have a brilliant guest on the show, Michael Tanner from the States, ex-Marine, so much experience in corporate as well. I'm going to introduce him in a second, but I'd like you guys to bear in mind that this episode was recorded via Zoom. Um, It's not the best sound, it's a little tinny, so please forgive us, but it is some brilliant content. And when you're working with technologies from halfway across the world, you have to have a little bit of forgiveness. So I'm going to go ahead and press play and Remember to like and subscribe so you get all of our episodes and share with others so that they can benefit from this too. And don't forget, share your feedback with us so we can continually improve. Thank you very much. I'm here with Michael Tanner. He's the founder of Credible Leadership Group. The leadership content can be found at credibleleaders.com. And through the service in United Marine Corps, a master's degree in leadership and multiple C-suite executive positions, Michael has developed leadership skills that he wants to share with others. And he's really, really passionate about it, which is why we're bringing him on today. Michael's passion is seeing others succeed, and he works tirelessly in their efforts to achieve their greatest dreams. I believe, Michael, we've just discussed that you are also starting another podcast on top of your day job and everything else that you're doing right now. You're so passionate about it. Yeah, Natalie, thanks so much. It's it's great to be with you. Really passionate about leadership and sharing, you know, leadership with others and seeing them succeed. And I'm just honored to be a part of what you're trying to do here with your podcast as well. So thanks so much for having me. That's all right. Thank you. So I'd like to dive straight into kind of a little bit about your journey into leadership, how you got there, whether it's a conscious choice or not, and then we can look at some of the lessons you learned out of that, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. I'll be glad to go over that briefly. I think I'll first start with kind of where I am now, and then I can take you back in history and and lead you to where I am. But currently, if you will, I serve two roles. I have a real job, if you will, and it's the chief technical officer of a, a large engineering firm devoted to building autom- the building automation space. And so we do software, hardware development and that type of thing. So I have a team of about 165 people and I manage an annual budget of about $25 million there and annual revenue is about $150 million and so forth. So that's kind of the size of the leadership role that I currently serve in. But secondly, as you alluded to, I have this passion to see others develop in their leadership skills and, and have this real sense of leadership development is lacking, especially in the corporate world. And so in addition to my CTO role, serve as the founder of the Credible Leadership Group, where we do all that we can, work tirelessly, as you said, to serve others with leadership content. Now, how did I get here? I consider my first, what I call professional leadership position to be in 1993, 26 or seven years ago now. Well, that was about when you were 10 then, yeah? Uh, no, not quite. Not quite. I am a little <laughs> bit older than that. But it, my first, and again, it's what I call my first professional leadership, meaning mm-hmm. I was actually getting paid 
to serve in some leadership capacity, right? And that was in the United States Marine Corps, where I was leading a very small team. The Marine Corps calls it a fire team. So it's a small team of four Marines. And so that was my very first leadership role. And the Marine Corps is really where I I discovered leadership for the very first time. But then as I got out of the Marine Corps and got into the corporate world, I got into the corporate world as a software developer, a software engineer. That is my bachelor's degree is in computer science. And my first passion there was around, give me a problem to solve. I want to be able to use my software development skills to solve a problem. And as I did that time and time again, I kept wanting a bigger problem and then a bigger problem, then a bigger problem. Eventually, the company that I worked for was giving me problems large enough that I couldn't solve on my own. And so I needed a team at that point to solve this problem. And so again, that's where I got into corporate leadership and leading a small team of software engineers to solve these bigger problems. And that's really where my personal passion switched. It switched from give me a bigger problem to solve. It switched to I just love seeing other people succeed. And so I found it more you know, appealing to me to see that team of people solve that big problem than me solving the problem myself. Right? And so that's really where my leadership passion started. And then, so I just followed that on with a master's degree in leadership. And then, you know, ever since I've been looking for opportunities to influence more people and develop their leadership skills for the purpose of seeing them succeed. And so that's kind of where I am today and what I'm doing both corporately and privately here with the Credible Leadership Group. Does that cover all the bases that you were hoping? <laughs> yeah, I think it does. I think I love that you just drop in. Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps and then I went off and I joined IT as if that's, you know, very natural follow on. Yeah, think it's the natural path, isn't it? it? Yeah, the Marine Corps right into software development. I understand that's yeah. not a typical path. <laughs> um, but I love the authenticity that's coming through and clearly you are so passionate about people as well. And I think that's something that sometimes gets missed in leadership. Right. And I love where you're saying for you, it was about seeing other people solve the problem, other people doing well. So it wasn't about you solving the problem. It was about ensuring the problem was solved the best way possible. And now that is helping people do the best they can do and seeing them flourish. I love that. It's right. me of leadership for me. Yeah, you know, I think it's really important to really understand what everybody defines as leadership. Everybody tends to have a different leadership. And for me, the definition of leadership is influencing others towards a shared goal. And first of all, you have to have others. I don't believe you're a leader if you don't have people following you. But I use the word influence in my definition very, very carefully because influence, it implies a willingness to follow right? I'm only influencing you if you allow me to influence you, right? If you, you're basically giving me permission to lead you. And if you're going to lead in that way, then leadership is all about relationship. And that's where I believe a lot of leadership development falls short is it teaches tips and tactics and tricks and, you know, things like that, but it doesn't teach relationship. And I believe if you're going to influence others, you're going to have to have a a good relationship with them. I learned that in the Marine Corps and I've learned it through my 26 years of leadership experiences. That's the most effective leadership is through influence that's based on a relationship. I think that's so powerful. So a lot of what I do is help humans rehuman, help them connect to their humanity and to others and understand themselves and others better. Right. And so many people say, how is that leadership? And I was like, how can it not be? And my version of leadership came from martial arts. 
where okay. you'd right. convince somebody to follow you. And I'm a five foot four blonde woman. At that time, I was 20. Right. And I'm trying to convince these big guys that they want to follow me. So, yeah, I very much learned that you have to earn the right for somebody to give you that permission. That's a very good point. It is very much earned. It is not given. It's not a position. It's not a title. You know, it's leadership through that relationship is very much earned. It's not just kind of given to you. That's a very good point. And you mentioned a lot of this is based on the foundation in the Marine Corps. I think a lot of people can have a really stereotypical view of that. Could you maybe dispel a little bit of the myths about the leadership lessons you learned in there before we then go into sort of things you would suggest? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Definitely. So, and and you're right, it it is very much a misconception of military leadership. You know, everybody believes that leadership in the military is purely based on rank, right? If someone who outranks you tells you to do something, then without question, you just do it. And that's not exactly true. I mean, rank is important in the military. I won't deny that. But nonetheless, leadership, even in the military, is based on relationship. You know, I I interview and talk with a lot of military personnel and and especially a lot of military personnel that have combat experience. And they'll tell you right up front that when you give a command as a leader to tell someone to do something that is very, very dangerous, run out into open fire or something like that, they won't just do that just because you outrank them. They'll only do that if they know and they have a relationship with you such that you have their best interest at heart and And all of that. And so even in the military, leadership is both taught and experienced through relationship. And so, yeah, that's a very common misconception. Title and position and rank, yeah, they're important. But leadership is all about relationship. And it should be no different in the corporate world. So if I carry a VP title, that really doesn't matter. I need to have a relationship with those that I'm leading, not just try to lead from a position or a title. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I think that's something we easily forget. And sometimes when we when we step up into leadership roles, we fear that we aren't enough because it's now a title and you have to be a certain way. And we forget that actually we can be human in that role. Right. No, I totally agree with that. You know, I, there's a tremendous amount of insecurity related to serving in a leadership role. And And there's also this phenomenon, I guess I'll call it, it, people refer to it as imposter syndrome. And it basically falls into the category of who am I to, you know, and then just fill in the blank, right? So who am I to lead this team? And the reality is, as you say, no matter what your title is, position is, as a leader, you're, you're still human. And building those relationships to be a good leader in a lot of ways means you just need to be you. You just need to be the human that you are. And so when you make mistakes, fine, you made a mistake, own up to that, acknowledge that, apologize for it if you need to, whatever it might be. But yeah, you're going to be transparent, you're going to be vulnerable, you're going to be human in front of those that you lead. And that'll build even more the relationship that you need to be an effective leader anyway. That's not always intuitive. You're supposed to be the person that's that has all the answers and that doesn't make mistakes. And, you know, you have that that feeling that that's supposed to be you, but it's not, it's not true. You'll be a more effective leader if you'll just be honest and open and transparent and vulnerable with your team, building good relationships than, you know, trying to put on a front or a face that you're perfect. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so key. And by admitting our own mistakes, we let other people do that. So it doesn't come to us last minute. It comes to us as they realize they've done it. And then you can help cover that and sort it out quickly rather than 
find it when it's a great big disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, it builds a culture where your team members are willing to be aggressive or to take risk or that type of thing because they know if they make a mistake, then we'll learn from it and move on. And they know that because they see that exemplified in the leader. So that's a very important aspect of building a good culture in your team. Mm, amazing. So you're particularly looking at how you can and spread the word of good leadership and new podcast is about new leaders and guiding them. And that's very much what this is about, is helping mm-hmm. people new to the role who are struggling in the role really understand what it's about. We've had some great nuggets of advice there. But what would you say are the things to avoid doing as a leader? Yeah, good question, Natalie. You know, there's so many things you should do and there's so many things you shouldn't do. And so it's hard to kind of narrow down. But, you know, I think I've got one that I would share with these new leaders. And that is, you know, as you maybe get the title or a position or whatever the career advancement you're looking for, you get promoted, if you will, into some type of leadership position. I would just warn new leaders to be careful that ego doesn't enter into your leadership of that team based on your title, your position, the number of people maybe that are on your team, whatever it might be, just make sure that ego doesn't start to influence you in the decisions that you're making or the way that you're going to lead your team and things like that. I think it's a it's a very common trap that early leaders fall into of, well, now I'm the leader and what I say goes or, you know, I've got all the answers and I'm not, you know, you, you get in a situation where you don't, listen well. You don't hear your team and so forth. And so just be humble. Remain humble no matter what your title is, no matter what your position is, no matter how many people you have on your team. Remain humble and don't ever let your ego, you know, make decisions for you or dictate how you're going to lead or or interact with your team. Thank you. That's wonderful. And what would you say was like, Obviously, we've covered already like being human, being honest, being vulnerable. But what would you say is the number one thing you would advise a new leader to do to help step into that role? So, yeah. So for me, this one is easy, actually, because I have a principle in all of my leadership teaching that I call the golden rule of leadership. Now, the golden rule, it's coined that from the statements that come from the Bible and so forth around treat others the way you would want to be treated. Now, so I just call it the golden rule of leadership because that's the way everyone else is referred to, this principle of treating others the way you would want to be treated. But we tend to forget it in leadership. We forget about this leadership or this wisdom, this principle as it relates to our leadership. But what I've found is it will help you as a leader navigate any situation that you might encounter. And, you know, in my teaching of others, a lot of times I'll get questions and the questions will be in the context of, how would you deal with the situation, you know, and then they explain the situation. How would you deal with a situation where you have to fire someone? How would you deal with a situation where you got to have a difficult conversation with someone? Mm-hmm. And, so the conflict element. Right. And I know you're never supposed to answer a question with a question, but I always do in this case, you know, and that person that's asking me that question, I'll refer back to them and say, well, how would you want to be treated in that situation? And, you know, when they first asked me that question, you can see the uncertainty on their face. But then when I turn the question back to them and say, well, how would you want to be treated in that situation? And they start to think about and they start to, you know, voice how they would want to be treated in that situation. You can see the uncertainty just kind of melt away and they become aware, they become clear on, well, here, this is how I should deal with this situation. 
because now they know how they should be treated. And so whether it's a difficult, a tough situation, or maybe it's a, a praiseworthy situation, you know, maybe someone's done something really, really good. Well, how would you want to be recognized in that situation? And if you'll just apply that to your leadership, it will guide you and remove kind of the uncertainty of how should I deal with this situation or, or what next step should I take? Or So again, you're building relationships. And so mm-hmm. if you are always treating others the way you would want to be treated, then you know you're doing a good job of building those relationships, right? There's a principle out there that's called, it sounds similar to it, and it goes something along the lines of treat others the way they would want to be treated. And that's yeah. that's great, except it's a utopia that is really, really hard to establish, right? You think about the other person wants, right? right? Exactly. Think about how close a relationship you have to have with someone before you know for certain this is how they would want to be treated in that situation. And so that's just really, really difficult to, to arrive at that level of relationship. But you can always be certain of how you would want to be treated. And, mm-hmm. and if you'll just behave in that manner, you'll always be doing so with pure motives. You know, you'll be treating other people right. Right. And that will help you in building those relationships you need to be an effective leader. Yeah, I think that's so key because it's great being able to adapt to somebody else's preferences on communication and things. But if you're new into a role or new into a team or the team is new in itself, that's going to take some time to establish. And you need to get that trust in quickly, that resonance in quickly to be able to move forwards with it. So I really like that. If you're not sure, how would you want to be treated? Yeah. And, you know, I think that one of the most important things to share with this golden rule principle is leaders tend to understand it and they get it, but then they fail to proactively consider and think about various situations and how they would want to be treated in those situations. What I find is leaders will try to do is kind of in the heat of the moment, if you will, they'll try to determine, well, how do how would I want to be treated in this situation? But they try to do so in the heat of the moment. The key Mm -hmm. to applying the golden rule to your leadership is to be proactive ahead of time and think about the various situations and think about how you would want to be treated in those situations. And then that way, when that situation does come up, you've already considered it. You already know how you would want to be treated and almost muscle memory, if you will, you can just kind of behave the way you would want to be treated as opposed to while emotions are running high, you're trying to determine how you would want to be treated. So you just got to be proactive about it, right? You got to think it through ahead of time. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. I think that's just so much power in what you've just said. Those two things of, you know, don't let ego get in the way and treat others how you want to be treated. I think, And I think they're so nicely linked as well. If you're staying humble, then you'll be able to do of course. The, that view much better. Of course. So I guess like kind of to close, because we're trying to keep these nice and short, is for me, what is the biggest life lesson you've learned that if you could get everyone in the world to listen to leaders and followers, what would that be? You know, for me, I think Natalie, that would go to my passion, right? I know that a lot of people fear leadership. Maybe they fear they're going to be blamed or or something like that if there is a failure and, and, and they just, the additional responsibility or whatever of leadership, they just really are afraid of it. They avoid it maybe even, but when you see people succeed and you see people win and you know in some way you influence that, I just can't, it's hard for me to explain how gratifying that is, how satisfying that is. I mean, again, for me, 
seeing someone else succeed and knowing I influenced that, that's more gratifying to me than if I had done it myself. And so I would just encourage leaders not to be afraid to take on the additional responsibilities, take on, you know, the, if you will, the burden of leadership, because the benefit of seeing your team win and succeed far outweighs any fears you have around the burden and the responsibility of leadership. So don't let your fear or your insecurity hold you back. Lead your team, lead them well, lead them courageously, and you will love it when you see your team succeed. So that was Michael Tanner from thecredibleleaders.com, who also has the Leaderpreneur podcast, which I will put links to in the podcast information and description if you guys want to go check that out. Thank you to Michael, who has imparted a lot of wisdom in a very short space of time. I really hope that's fired you up today. If you're feeling a little bit uncertain, if there's a team member who's new in or who you are finding challenging and you're really not sure where to go with them, you haven't got the personality test to tell you what to do with them or how to interact with them, go with your gut and treat them how you would like to be treated. And maybe even confess that to them as well. Say, look, I don't know how you want me to treat you in this situation. This is what I would want. If it's not, please tell me what you would like. And you can have that honest conversation with them. I really hope you take that power and that wisdom with you into your day to day, no matter who you are seeing or what you are doing. And remember, guys, to like and share the show and send us your feedback so we can continue to improve and give you what you want to hear. Go well into the day. And remember, there's always an opportunity to lead. You just need to find it.